When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From Variety, celebrating 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. And what a lovely end to the most extraordinary journey with this lovely family. I loved every second of it and I can't wait to see what happens next. And I'm going to be very quick because I'm very teary. I wish my dad was here to see this. I lost my daddy during COVID and um, he would have loved all of this. And also Michaela Cole, fuck yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, heck of a year. Uh, I would say that, um, you know, this show is about family, this show is about mentors and teachers, this show is about um, teammates. I want to thank folks uh, at SNL, I want to thank Lauren, who went to go take a dump now, perfect. (laughs) Olivia Colman and Jason Sudeikis were two of the big winners on Sunday night as the 73rd Emmy Awards bestowed plenty of love on The Crown and Ted Lasso, as well as The Queen's Gambit and RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this edition of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast, it's a mega roundtable as Danielle Terciano, Jazz Tanke, and Clayton Davis join me to dissect the big wins, the major surprises, and super snubs, as well as some of the ways the Television Academy might consider changing things to avoid the straight-ticket Emmy wins next year. Oh yeah, and we even talk about what to expect for the 2022 Emmys. Yes, that's right, Television Awards season is never over. But we made it to the Emmy finish line, at least for now. Our hot takes and a lot more next on Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Hey, everybody, it's Michael Schneider, and I'm feeling punchy right now. I'm here at Variety with my uh, Variety buddies. Clayton Davis is back in the house. Oh, hello. Hello. Da- Danielle Terciano is here. I'm back, and- yes. You're back, and Jazz Tanke is here. Hello, hello, everyone. The invading Brit. Yeah, Jazz, you are you are the Emmys. She feels so powerful <laughs> right now. Yes. I'm sitting here with my British cush- London cushion. It's it is. Royal. It really was all about the Brits. So we'll we'll get to that. But um, I guess first off. <laughs> I think we're all kind of feeling punchy. Um, this this TV awards season, it's it's over? Question mark. It's never really over. And, and it is for- because Mike Schneider did the cover with Josh O'Connor. <laughs> that was beautiful, by the way. Yes. Thanks. Well done. That 
That was um, that was quite the scramble. You know, we do this thing every year where we we scramble to get someone who won, and sometimes best laid plans don't <laughs> work out. This year, especially, there were quite a few uh, unexpected, or maybe in hindsight, expected wins, but. It uh, left us a, a little bit scrambling, but we got Josh O'Connor, who was fantastic, who was uh, really fun to talk to the day after he won. I mean, we do this like literally just hours after they actually won. Uh, he showed up, took some very lovely shots. We talked. We turned the story around in 24 hours. Boom. It's on your cover of your uh, your little issue of Variety in on stands now. So that's why I feel a little punchy right now, guys. So. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's been up for 76 hours. <laughs> he hasn't slept once yet. I saw Mike in 3D, by the way, for the first I time. I know. It was a real big deal. Yeah. But, uh, I felt good we're, about it. We're real. We're actually real. So, um, well, that was an Emmys. That was an Emmys. So It was an Emmy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we all along it was going to be the Ted Lasso Emmys, it was going to be the Crown Emmys, and it turned out to be the Ted Lasso Emmys and the Crown Emmys. Yeah. So, so can, can we can we also say just before we get into the winners of sweeps and all that? Yeah. The aesthetic, the aesthetics and the flow of the show, I think were really good. I thought as a show, it worked. Like I thought, I thought it was better than last year, obviously because it was pure COVID last year, but I thought it looked. Like it was a show and it flew, it was, it had a nice flow until people went on too long for their acceptance speeches, no names at all. But um, everything else I thought, I thought worked at times. And also when Cedric didn't disappear, because I saw him at the beginning, I don't think I ever saw him again. I feel like I didn't anyway, like for the second half of the show, but I thought it was, it was good. They did a great show. I don't know. I will say, and first of all, I need to say thank you to all of you for killing it on Emmy night. I, this is, I did not end up helping and I am sorry. I did not end up helping. Um, but I did watch and watching it maybe without having to have the eye of what is the story I'm writing. And also maybe cause I was just in a bad mood from the reason I couldn't cover it. Um, I did not, I don't agree that it worked that well. I think there were some things that worked on their own and I think if they had been carried through more fluidly, they would have been interesting. But I felt like there were a lot of things that were all over the place. Like you mentioned, like Cedric was great in the beginning. And then, yes, he did disappear in certain areas where I'm like, we could have used that energy just to like kind of pop back. Yeah. Or then they would go to Cedric's pre-taped, like we're going to CGI him into big moments of the year. But A, there were only a couple of those and they were weird choices and they went yeah. on too long. And I was like, well, if that was your runner throughout the whole show, then it needs to be your runner throughout the whole show. It can't yeah. be there like definitely, one there random There were some one. bits that didn't work. Right. In particular, Ken Jong Ken didn't work oh, yeah. at all. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were sitting there going, wait, what, what is going on? And it just landed, did not land at all. Yeah, it probably went a little too long. I mean, part of the problem in, in the, the you know best laid plans where if you have a runner, you always have to remember that if the show goes long, then that's the first thing you cut. And then so suddenly it feels a little disjointed. And when, you know, people give these long ass speeches that <laughs> already the show, uh, you know, they added three more awards this year, which is like 
stop it. No, you, you should be going the other direction. Oh, really, Mr. I Want More Awards? You're always the guy who's like, <laughs> let's just well, split the category. I'm fine. Just don't put them all in the primetime show. Okay. You know, you, you could like load up, have another creative arts show. That's that's fine. But you it's know, already I, a week I, long anyway. You might <laughs> right. as well like exactly. just add to it. But I think you got to pull back actually on the primetime show. And the problem is because there were people who were, you know, bemoaning the fact that sketch wasn't in uh you know lauren michaels you know did his magic and made sure that that category was back in the main show oh, but then and was it God. worth it for the for the outcome i mean for him absolutely it was and for i mean we, was, did, we yeah. did get robin's but, but that's what's amazing weird. it feels like they are moment. catering to a man like that, that that's what drives me crazy about that sketch series in general like we are doing this so lauren michaels has yeah. This category and his own <laughs> but thing. I would say that that that's a good headline for the entire show because you know Scott Frank says don't cut off the music and they listen to him because he's like this authoritative director man. Like, should they have listened to him? Probably not. I mean, they were very long and at least after his speech the third time was very long. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And, you know, like it's one thing to be like, yes, you deserve a moment because you did win, but it's also another to say, listen. This I'm the one in charge of this show. You can finish your speech backstage or on Zoom, especially when you're giving yeah. pretty much the speech for Anya Taylor Joy that she might win in the next few minutes. Why don't you let her tell her story about her That's patient true. dying? Like yeah. you don't need to do that right now. So 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 she, so yeah. I so I you know I talked to she the producers. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mike, go ahead. Right, you talk yeah. to, what do those producers yeah. say? Tell me. Um, <laughs> and and. and you know, we, we had that conversation about why didn't you cut the mic? And, and they said, you know, 2020 hindsight, uh, you know, obviously they, they, they kind of, they wish they had, uh, but also you just don't know at that moment because, you know, that moment could be right when they start to talk about, you know, the, the passing of their son or, you know, something that's really dramatic or emotional. And you don't want to be then the producer who cuts the mic and then, uh, pisses off everyone because things were getting, uh, you know, uh, suddenly, interesting or, or good. Uh, so it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I, I do feel like the blowback that Scott Frank has gotten has at least maybe now, uh, may, maybe it will be sort of a cautionary tale for for future people at these award shows. Maybe not. You know, everyone's got their own ego and they're probably, when when it comes, push comes to shove, they're still just going to ramble on. But, you know, the, the, that did cause a real conversation, I know, with the producers. What should we have done? What could we have done differently? And and as, as you guys saw in my story, they are not happy. They are not happy with Scott Frank. They are not happy with Seth Rogen. Uh, and <laughs> they were pretty honest about that, which I appreciate. I, I love when, you know, a producer is actually like, yeah, that was, you know, I don't want that to ever happen again. They were livid, uh, especially at the Scott Frank moment, because, you know, that is someone hijacking a show. And that's so disrespectful. It's so just rude to the people in the room, to the other, uh, you know, winners down the line whose speeches, you know, are going to have to be, you know, hastened up because, you know, as the show gets long, they have to start playing that playoff music a lot quicker because the show, you know, mm -hmm. is, is going long. They have to cut all the stuff that they had prepared. At the end of the night, the irony is when you have the big awards that's when you have to really cut down the clip packages because you know they always have like the longer clip package and the real short clip package and when you're going long at the end of the night basically like you have to be like uh and best drama here we go the boys uh you know and, and they have no time to show anything because they're already going long so it's disrespectful to that and it's unfortunate yeah. so well next life then right so <laughs> let's talk about them brits jazz <laughs> that was brits <laughs> 
sweeps. Can, can, let's just call it out now. We have never had sweeps at the Emmys. Never. Except for the past two years. Yeah. Schitt's Creek that, and now Crown. I, and that, that's a trend that our critics have, have written about. And, and it's, a, it's a concerning trend because that, uh, you know, in this age of too much TV and, and it does seem like voters are now paralyzed on what to pick. So it's just they're going to do, you know, sort of like the one ballot, the, you know, sort of let's I'll, we'll just pick down. everything the crown straight down the line. And, 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 and what's what sucks about that is we knew the crown was going to win and do really well. We knew Ted Lasso was going to win and do really well. But then when you look at the end of the night and there are just three shows that dominated, then you're like, wait, what are we doing? And and for me, and I think for a lot of the world, it was really heightened and proven by Tobias Menzies winning supporting actor drama. That's yeah. when we were like, oh, you didn't even watch everything else. I get it now because if even if it because obviously everyone was like Michael K needs to do this. If it had been Bradley Whitford, we would have been like, that's a choice. They they made a choice to do that, and that's okay. Twenty one nominations, you should get one, but for it to be Tobias, it's like no, you guys just they just went straight down. straight straight ticket, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. which is again which unfortunate. Is yeah, but on the Queen's Gambit, they went kind of straight, and then they went Kate Winslet. Like that for me was like. Where did that come from? Well, I, mean, I, I would I would argue, Jazz, and I swear to God, if they hadn't snubbed Bill Camp and Marielle Heller, swear to God, they would have swept that too. It would have been, hmm. I think, all that mayor would have lost and Queen's Gambit would have swept uh, that category. I, I really feel like th- that's what it was. It was just like, we can't do this kid that we don't know, Sangster. And they were like, we ain't going to do Moses Ingram. So they so they went straight down the line on Mayor, which is why Queen's Gambit winning limited kind of in a vacuum doesn't make sense because it probably shouldn't have in yeah. the end. The one that did throw me, and I think it threw everybody, was Ewan McGregor. Because yeah. who had Ewan McGregor down? No, I, I listen, I loved him in that show, but I don't know anybody who watched that show. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anyone who finished that show. And, and, I, and I mean that like outside of journalists, I'm just, you know, everybody who wrote about it obviously watched it, blah, blah, watched blah. It. Yeah. But it's, it, yeah, that, that would, again, just a choice, just like, and you know, what, whatever, like you McGregor's fine, but it felt like status quo. It felt like, you know, we well, went with people, we knew their names. I also think that we, that's a little bit of the genre bias because, oh, you know, look, look, Catherine was, was such a front runner in supporting Paul kind of became a de facto front runner, I think in lead because there's a lot people didn't know what to do with. And then at the end of the day, if they stood back and they were like, Oh, it's Marvel. It's not quote cinema. Is it quote TV prestige TV? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And then they voted this other way. It's funny because Evan Peters stepped into his Emmy win the same way we thought Paul was going to, yeah. and then Paul did it, mm. and Evan stepped into it. Because Evan doesn't win if Bill Camp is there. I don't think that happens. And we didn't think Paul was going to win until both Ethan Hawke and Joel right. Edgerton weren't there. Right. So this whole thing kind of just shook itself up. But it comes down to what Mike had said and what the critics are saying and what I had wrote about also. There's too much TV <laughs> I, I I honestly believe because we can't all be Danielle Turciano like Danielle because I've been saying this for years I, and only now are people getting as outraged as I am D- Danielle Turciano like 
can I, no one can be that that is a standard that we shouldn't put upon ourselves <laughs> and it, it is i can't fathom why so i think i gave some suggestions like i think we need to go to nomcoms i think we need to bring the blue ribbon was blue ribbon was that what it was called back like or we need yeah. to do a short list like bafta like yeah. something needs to give mm. yeah yeah, maybe this year you're maybe you're right. Maybe short short list is the way to go because the last time they tried blue ribbon, that didn't work either. So and, and that was, was its own problem. Blue ribbon years. Uh, it was like sort it's of in all, the, it's all blended together after a while. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I think it was the mid two thousands, but it seemed like oh, a, okay. a a good idea in practice, but but it didn't work out in in uh, actual results. Uh, and then if you go way back to when you actually had blue ribbon voting, uh, it, the only people who had time to do it were retirees and and people who didn't work, you know, have regular jobs in the industry. So that, you know, caused its own kind of problems. So there's, it's, there, there's not quite an easy answer other than the Academy should just let us choose. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, like, four right here. <laughs> the critics four. choice are coming up. Guys. Ooh, it would be great. Uh, Mike, actually, I was I ref- I don't know if you read my piece. I referred to an old piece that you had written where you interviewed um, one of the heads of the the TV Academy that 5000 people had been that they were down from 25,000 yeah. to 20,000. That is something that I think because I think when we looked at the end of the night, we're like, I mean, so white diversity, may, I don't think is a problem. In like a larger sense, like I don't think that's the problem. I think it's how many people are actually voting of that twenty thousand. It's I don't um, think it's twenty thousand anymore. No, I think that's it's the other thing. Even it's fallen further. since yeah, it's that fallen article. Even oh, you think it's even? Yeah, yeah. It's, at, it's at like sixteen or seventeen thousand right now. I did I did the numbers for a story we ran earlier this summer and just don't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but it's fallen a lot, and and that's why lately. At least, and by lately, I literally mean in the days since Emmy's so white, we've, I've seen a lot of actors kind of reach out to their colleagues of color and say, and not just actors, but crew people, whoever's eligible, say, you know, please consider joining. Like, your voice needs to be heard, you know, not just because you have a different perspective, but also because it's another perspective in a, in a field that is narrowing and narrowing in a way that's maybe not... Yeah. good or progressive or you know smart for the way that the industry is moving yeah, yeah. and, and also, hopefully also now that the, oh god please mike I, I was just to say hopefully now that production is back up and and people are once again working well, i mean let's uh, see uh, with this strike right right that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, sidebar listen i started my journalism career because of the strike in 2008 so i'm super curious this i was in production and was like no i can't live like this going on strike not knowing when i can can eat i need to start doing something else and i started writing and um I'm very curious to see what what it does to me this time if it happens listen i stand with them obviously like they need workable hours, all of those things that they are asking for in terms that, that are so basic and just human rights. Like I want to be able to sleep at night. Like how could you not give them that? But that's a whole separate conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's see what happens with that and what that yeah. does to people's time and energy. Yeah, no, that's true. That that could impact things too. So obviously, COVID production halts. Uh, you know, were were part of 
what caused this massive drop in membership, among other things, just economics, et cetera. Uh, on the flip side, the Academy has been very aggressive in terms of uh, you know vetting its membership now, which is something that they started two years ago. And uh, you know, and and because I have been hearing a lot from you know older members who are pissed off that they're suddenly not able to vote anymore. I'm like, well, when's the last time you worked in the business? Uh, you know, twenty years ago. Well, maybe you shouldn't be voting for an Emmy, but that's a side note. Um, I do think that vetting is. Is working in making the voting, uh, the actual eligible community inside the academy who votes on these more vibrant, a little younger, a little more contemporary. That will help ultimately. At least that's the plan, and it's helped at least in terms of nominations. So we've seen, you know, real representation in the nominations. Now it's just okay. We've gotten uh, to that first hurdle. Now we just need to, you know, get to that next hurdle, which is the actual winners. Yeah, and also proving that you've watched everything that was nominated. Yeah, I don't know what to do about is, that. Uh, that yeah, and that's why a, maybe to, you have to take a quiz at the end of your ballot. No, we, like, we, we it's it's a, only the only thing that happens is a pop up that says, "Have you watched everything?" They go, "Oh no, no, I know." Like, I'm, but I'm saying maybe they should force them to take a quiz. It's like if you got yeah. this wrong, you didn't watch it, and your vote doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, it's something I've been saying for such a long time, and like. You know, back in the day when you could go to, you know, these these FYC events, I'd be like, you know, wh- what what's your favorite season? Like, do you love the show? Blah, blah. They'll be like, no, I've just seen this is the first episode I've seen of some like Modern mm-hmm. Family or like, you know, back when they had the Lorena show. It's like, I've not seen this. This is such a great series. I'm like, yeah, there's four episodes, I think, for you to, to go home and watch. And it's just like, what on earth? Like, you're here for the selfie you know, for the selfie, yeah. that's basically it, and the food. But yeah. we've had this <laughs> well, conversation. The food is important. Thank you. Don't don't <laughs> it, do little really that. Is. No, but obviously, it, I, yeah, because they don't do tapes anymore. So the episode submission is probably irrelevant now. I don't think it matters that's at all. True. Like I, just, I can always like there's all I, I was re- reflecting on this time. I go back to like when House of Cards started in 2012 or 2013, whenever it was, and I always remember like like the Robin Wright misstep of submitting the wrong episode and why everyone thought she lost and like we're just not there anymore no. like it just I, it just doesn't matter so i think it, it's just you know the larger issue of yeah making sure that your show is in the conversation and that's uh you know funny enough not to sort of toot our own horns here in the media but that's you know our jobs have become i think a little more important because people are relying on what we do now to sort of you know let them know these are the front runners. These are the shows that you need to pay attention to that you should be watching. And, and that's also why, uh, you know, these awards consultants and jobs and awards executives have become such big jobs, uh, you know, at the streamers and at the studios and at the networks, because they have a, a much uh, you know, larger responsibility now to make sure that their shows uh, are, are in the conversation. And, you know, that always goes back to what we've been discussing all year about the boys and how Amazon managed to make the boys part of that conversation. That wouldn't have happened had it not been, you know, really pushed out there and really kind of you know, elbowed their way into the mix, which they did. Uh, Mike, can I, can I ask you something to give your thoughts here? Because I think this was also the big elephant in the room. Like seven years ago, it, it was a miracle to get streamers into an Emmy conversation. And now streamers dominated with Mayor of Easttown being the only cable show. And I know we're going to argue all day about HBO versus HBO Max. And I'm a purist. That's HBO. We're not giving the streaming, whatever. But um, 
you know, with just Mayor V Sound and SNL representing cable and broadcast, like streamers are like, this is now a, the norm. Do you think this is the, the norm? Or do you think this is like everyone's going to catch on and maybe adjust? No, I mean, it's the norm partly because that's also the norm with these corporations. I mean, if if you look at all of these companies now, that's their priority. Warner Media, uh, you know, their priority is HBO Max, not H because HBO is now a part of HBO Max. So that's that's why they consider it one entity. It's because it's streaming. Viacom, CBS, it's about the streamer. All these companies now, their focus, their future, because they know that's the future of how we consume television. That's just the future of the business is streamers. So in some ways, that's just television now. And it is, you know, uh, sort of sad to see the the relevance of both broadcast and cable really you know just floating away but that's just that's that's what it is just like you know 10 15 years ago uh it was premium cable that was dominating uh and and uh, you know upscale basic cable dominating the, yeah. the award space so uh, sopranos you know, feels like eons ago just eons ago, back in the day, and they, I, yeah. when I did the research, last broadcast to win drama was lost in two thousand five. Like that sounds just, right. And, yeah, and then like for and then comedy was holding on to broadcast for as long yeah. as they could. Yeah, and then they haven't won since Modern Family season five or four, whatever that was. That got everyone mad. <laughs> so it, it, yeah, we're. Te- I, it, it used to be. I always, I always felt like it was a. Uh, hot topic to- like just a talking point because like oh cable's dying bro guys like on sunday i was like oh sh- i think we were at the funeral like well, i think, <laughs> I think yeah. we were there <laughs> it, it was really dark i was like oh nothing's happening right now for i mean thank thank god for saturday night live by the way yeah. you know we we put we put all of that on lauren but there's also another reason why broadcast wanted that sketch category on right. broadcast because that's yeah. the only time broadcast got any sort of love on the telecast, so you know there, there's a, there's a reason why you, you want that. You know the the it other question. Needs to move all- to comedy series though, so just keep putting that out there. It needs to go <laughs> to comedy series. Stop! I'm done with that category. So done with it. <laughs> done. If you're in acting categories, I mean, it's not a bad point. It's just they've changed that category so many times that even if they do that, I feel like everybody will still complain and they'll change it back. That's why I hated during the telecast when they were announcing the nominees. They're like, lead actress in a limited or anthology. So I was like, yeah, there are no anthologies like, oh here right now. Yeah. Like, you did this whole song and dance by anthology, and no anthologies made it. So right. it doesn't matter. Jesus. Maybe next year. There are, there are ample options that are already in play that have already debuted. So we'll see Danielle, how that goes. Can I, can I ask you a question, Danielle? The yeah. hot take that I, I was talking to Mike about <laughs> and see if you believe, if, if you buy into it. I think of the Emmy voting window was one week longer hacks would have done it which voting oh the second window yes because ted lasso won but it lost two big ones but you can argue that it was in categories that ted lasso had multiple nominations or probably split but yeah i think hacks nearly did it i I do think it nearly did it i also think maybe some of some of the directing writing love was like we know we're gonna gonna vote for it in series but we like the show and we we do think it's strong we want to reward the show i do think in general that voting window should be longer because it goes back to what we were saying earlier like maybe that will give people it definitely gives people opportunity whether they'll take it or not i don't know but to actually watch 
these shows and not just be like, I've heard of that one. That one is streaming right now and I'm watching it anyway and I'll vote for it. And, you know, I mean, I know that we're, we're working within a finite amount of time, but even last year when things got shifted because of COVID and, and windows weren't longer, but they were different windows. I feel like that did affect some things and I would love to see what that would do if they had a little bit more time, just, I'll go to your house and I will stream it for you. I will press play. I will find it on your whatever TV you have. You know, like I will figure it out. We will watch it together. Just spread the love a little bit. They found Hamilton and loved that. I, let me tell you something. I liked, I finally, finally got to see it. I like it. A lot. Don't Clayton's making a face. I know. Wait, I'm the, wait, I'm the only you hadn't seen it? I hadn't seen, seen it. it for the longest oh, time. I didn't know that. They didn't oh. send me a screener. It was a whole deal. So I didn't see it for the longest time. Um, I've never seen it on stage still because I was going to go before COVID hit and then COVID hit and everything got all messed up. Anyway, long story short, I was so mad that it won only because I had pre-written the Friends win. I just wanted to feel like I was contributing, even though I wasn't actually contributing on Sunday. And I was like, all right, they deserve the win. I'm not saying they don't deserve the win, but I wrote the story that no one's ever going to read. If it makes you feel better, I did the pre-writes for Michael K. Williams Uh and Bowen Yang and Uh Keenan Thompson. That's that's my life usually every Emmy season. It's like I pre-write everything and then it's like we just delete it. Deleted, like it, 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 it feels terrible. Yeah, and and like but the not, thing is, but not those... Michael's cover story, right? <laughs> I mean, that's. <laughs> it's a it Josh wasn't pre, it wasn't pre-written. Oh, it was that one year. It was right, pre-written. Right. There was a lot yeah. of, of there, string already together. I forgot about that. The pre-writes that never make the light of day. Yeah, yeah. No, I had uh, I had the Robin Thede uh, pre-write that uh, will just uh, be be just sitting there case. forever in drafts. That was um, the one that save I was it most for next year. About. Maybe you never know. Yeah, you never, you never know. know. She'll she'll get it one day. I think her reaction, by the way, was the best moment yeah. of the night. <laughs> yeah, that was that yeah. was fantastic. It was better. I, do, than, I mean, like, better than most of the speeches. True story. <laughs> yeah, although Michaela Cole's was fantastic. Of course, I said most of, not yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that saved that saved the Emmys a little bit. Thank God, um, a lot. She of got it. something. So yeah. yeah. Oh my God! Especially if Scott Frank got to talk again. I, you know, to be <laughs> honest with you, I kind of thought he was going to win that award. When, when, and then I was like, wait, he just said everything he could possibly have to say at once. What is he going to get up there and say? And then I was like, maybe he did that because he assumes he's not winning anything else and won't have another chance to speak. And then he didn't win that award. And I was like, okay. Then in in that case, I understand why you did what you did. I still don't like what, that you did what you did, but I understand it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was I was so glad to to see that show get something. Um, another favorite part uh, for me of the evening was the uh, "Don't Give a Fuck" Conan. Like Conan oh, just no. being like, <laughs> oh, hard yeah. disagree. I did not like that. Uh, can, can I just say also because of the because of the Ken Jong bit going so badly. So many bits I didn't know were bits or if people were just messing up. Like yeah. right. Shit's Creek thing. The Shit's yeah. Creek yeah. took a that good took a minute. 35 yeah. seconds to know if that was a bit. And the right. Conan thing, I was like, is he doing this as part of the gig? And it was like, oh no, he's just he's just going right now. So uh, that was fun. I, I like chaos. I like chaos in my uh my award shows, and I like the fact that that was unscripted, that Conan just was probably overserved, maybe. Was just yeah. <laughs> 
and, yeah, and probably like, just like whatever, you know, I mean, yeah, what does he have to yeah. lose? But that's, didn't, didn't I mean, that's the much. thing. I don't, I didn't mind it in the beginning, but then when it started to encroach on other people's space and time, I was like, mm. yeah. you know, when he got up on stage with winners, I was like, mm. Yeah, yeah Listen, I, the, love the, 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 I love it when yeah. people choose violence. It's <laughs> always the option. Go, go you for it. You love it. <laughs> choose violence every time. I kind of just thought he was going to pull a Kanye, and then he didn't all go all the way. So I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this. I, yeah, I'm glad he didn't, but I didn't know what to do with it once he didn't. Yeah, part of me was like, okay, maybe he's overshadowing Colbert a little bit. But, you know, the fact is, like, Colbert's team didn't think they were going to win that award. So they they were still just probably just thrilled that they won the award. So it's like, all right, if Conan's going to come and crash it, fine. Um, we still have our Emmy. Did you guys pick up, by the way, speaking of uh, Colbert losing uh, John Ol- to John Oliver, three winners of that category in 20 years. Like, mm. John Oliver, Daily Show. Colbert. So I'm also mm-hmm. pro getting rid of that category because you're not looking outside <laughs> of anything else until they're done. So well, are, we just on, are we just on this John Oliver thing until he decides I mean, to phone it in? let's see what happens and, when the problem with John Stewart comes. Not that that's going to make anything better because he's the well, same winner, but it's a different show, you know? I yeah. mean, then I you're going to have yeah, three Daily Show alums up against each Ooh. other. Assuming oh. that he goes in that category because they're really not calling it a talk series. That's the other thing I found interesting when they announced when they announced the show. I'm like, are they going to go into informational? Like, what are they doing? Oh, maybe. Probably. So, I, mean, right. I mean, Small Acts was five films before it became well, a limited series. So we don't know There's time were, for everybody people, to get this people together. People change their minds all the time. Exactly. Intention letter. Intention letter. I wrote about it. I know. I think, I think that's... Yes, I agree. Sign an and intention then just like letter. stick to it. Like somebody, I would love that job to be like the HR to make people stick to that. Danielle, that job, can I just say you would be exceptional I at know, that job? Thank you. I really would. I love yelling at people. I love telling them they can't do things. Like I would also love the job, and I've, I think I've said this on this podcast before, but I'm putting it out into the universe where you have to sit there with the stopwatch and make sure everybody's submissions are the right length for the category they've entered into. <laughs> I don't believe that anybody currently does that. I think we've had too many things in recent years where it's like shady and I'm like, no one's actually checking. I will check. Pay me to check. You don't have to pay me a lot, but I will. I'm watching this stuff anyway. I, how hard Daniel, is it to hit a button while Clay I watch and it? I will be your, will be the job. We'll, we'll provide the job references for you. Yeah, I, I, like Danielle, <laughs> I like, you don't understand. Like they need a Danielle Turciano in there to be like, wait, what Thomas Kale? You said this was a film. So what is this now? Exactly. And just be like, no, you need to go into TV movie. Words matter. Yes. That yeah. is going to be on my tombstone someday, yeah. and it will yeah. be soon because everybody is driving me to an early grave with their nonsense. Yeah, sorry, Claire Foy, that is a cameo. That is not yeah. a guess. Well, no, but then what do you do? Do you have best? Do you have outstanding cameo? Because yeah, I do not I'm, want I'm, that. I, yeah, it is a cameo, but yeah, it still is guess, so I'm okay with it. Like Margot Martindale for years on The Americans is when you're like, no, you're not guesting anymore. Right. You're right. part of this show. Yeah. Stop it. I mean, it's a con. I mean, that's the thing. It's also a contract thing, which like the general public isn't going to know, but there should be somebody that knows and keeps track. Yeah. Remember when Heather Locklear was a special guest star on Melrose oh Place God, for like yes. eight years? <laughs> Wait, really? Yes, I don't think I, 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 I picked up on that. There was like a special billing. It was like a whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. It was amazing. The entire run of the series, she was billed as a special guest star. Oh my gosh. Tr- PTSD. I, I remember swear that to God, now. I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh my God. It was like the weirdest thing. 
Oh, yeah. the Wild Wild West of the Emmys is like such a fun time to run through. Like once in a while, like you just see like just nonsense happening, like just <laughs> pure nonsense. I can't believe that. that's such a fun fact. Thank you for that, Mike. I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna go watch Melrose Place now <laughs> and yeah, see her I mean, special guest appearance in every episode. And I don't think uh, she, I mean Emmys. Obviously, she couldn't submit as a guest actress. But then again, I don't no. think Melrose was never really an Emmy <laughs> play. So. But I think they still submitted. I believe they they still submitted back then because it was a different. I mean, yeah. look at how everything submits now, anyway. But I I I don't listen. I don't remember. Did nine hundred two one zero submit like during its years? It's the original. They had to. It was prime time. Yeah, I think yeah, so. They, That's what I mean. I think have. because it's prime time. It was broadcast like it was a different time. Everything submitted. It was popular. I don't think every actor was submitted. Uh, I mean, obviously, even now they don't. The studios don't back everybody, but. Um, I wish I, that's the one thing I wish the TV Academy archived on their website is just the nomination round ballots through the years, because they pull it down so fast, even in the year you're in yeah. that sometimes yeah, well, I need it for fact checking and it's gone. Right. But the, also the networks like, are asking, yeah. <laughs> they're like, wait, you submitted as a comedy last year and you cannot submit it to drama this year, AKA master of none. That should have been the drama this year. That Would was it have just, made a difference? No. I mean, I think Naomi Aki probably would have made it. Maybe. I don't know. Like she, I don't I don't know enough people that watched it to feel yeah. that she was great. I well, didn't I we just have a conversation but, about Halston? We just that's had true. This <laughs> but she but I don't think she's as big a name as you and McGregor. Like I oh, like, yeah, going back to yeah. what you were saying earlier about like sometimes its name helps, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean I <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I was looking at the list for next year and I was trying to have these thoughts with myself about like, who are the ones that, you know, even if they don't watch it, it looks like obvious choice, et cetera, et cetera. It's still early, but um, it's not a fun game to play. I don't recommend anybody else do it. It's already. <laughs> I, can't, the list. I can't wait for Pam and Tommy <laughs> to sweep next year. <laughs> it's just going to. I don't know. And that's I, I premiering. Know. I don't know anything. I know. I'm, I'm like, that's, I'm not even. Pr- what do I'm we know? pretending to try to look oh. into the future. I was so done with TV on Sunday night. I was like, <laughs> well, you can't be done. because Critics' Choice is right around the corner, and we I are know. covering Critics' Choice this year in a way that Variety hasn't done before. So everybody can stay tuned for that. Yeah, mm. I'm not on the I'm not on a nominating so, committee this year. So that's good. That I means you can write about it. There's no conflict yeah. of interest. That's good for us. It's probably not good for you. It'll be all all succession all the time. Oh wow. yeah. Oh my, uh, next, yeah. Can I just say next year, bloodbath possibly? Like, oh yeah, succession. Yeah. Barry's gonna be back. We yeah. like Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta yeah, is back so. next year. It's supposed yeah. to be, but they've pushed it so many times. Succession in season five of The Crown. That's all they're gonna watch. Two shows. Yeah, the Crown won't yeah. be back. I think right. Crown. I don't. I don't know. I mean, they're filming it, so I mean, there is a chance, but I doubt it. They usually go fall, so I doubt it. See. I mean, it's hard to, it's, it's because of COVID, it's harder than so usual to swap. sort of. Succession last year, the crown this year, yeah, succession next year, the crown next. Like, what yeah. are we doing? I can pre-write that right now. Yeah. Don't forget Maisel's coming back as well. You got, you got Maisel oh, yeah. coming back. I, oh my God. I, so, yeah. Next year. So next much year? stuff. Next year's going to be a big year. Yeah. Look at, look at, com- I mean, comedy, like you're saying, like Barry, Atlanta, Maisel. All going up against each other and Girls Ted Lasso. Five, don't don't you don't you forget about Girls Five Eva? It make its comeback. Uh, That's why we need a straight ten, straight ten, ten nominees. So tired. That's what I've been saying. But 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 here's my caveat because I have a piece coming out tomorrow about it. I think 
Um, I, I'm 410, but I think we should get rid of limited series. Where I think do you we put should, them? Drama and comedy. WandaVision goes into comedy. Queen's Gambit goes into drama, like straight 10. Because because comedy and drama are genres. Limited series is not a genre. No, That's I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's but it's also like limited series is a closed ended story. We, I know. I and don't so know. is American I, Horror Story for years. Like yeah. there's a whole like <laughs> thing about. Yeah, like, I mean the thing is, and, and uh, Clayton, you bring up a good point, which is now that you know, uh, and, and you know, I'm the first person to like like be pissed off when people talk about you know. 10 hour movies or, you know, compare film to television and pretend that television is like film. But when you look at the release patterns now, the fact that Atlanta, for example, has been off for so many years, uh, you know, these, these, uh, these seasons now are being released almost like film sequels. Uh, so there does come a point where does it make a difference? Uh, you know, a new season of Atlanta, which is almost like a, a new movie. Uh, I hate that. I just said that, uh, how does that make any different from a season of Mayor of Easttown or, you know, uh, you know, which now may actually be a series as well, by the way. Yeah, so, which is, that's its own problem. It's yeah, like if you yeah. go one category and then switch. We, we had the problem with documentary, like OJ Made in America won an Academy Award. Yeah. And yeah. an Emmy. <laughs> like, you know, and I, I, I wrote about it. I hate, like, I love 76 Days. I love Dick Johnson's and I love Boys State. But they all tried for Oscar last year. So everyone's just being like, oh, okay, I'll go to, you know, you didn't want to sleep with me. So I'll go with this, you know, sleep with this yeah. one, you know, and I don't, I don't like it. I need some, I'm, I'm, I'm a purist that way. But yes, Mike, yes, I, I, I think there's enough, to, like, I also hate the hangover rule. The yeah. uh, handmade sale season two. I mean, three. that doesn't come up as much as that crazy but, but, year, but yeah, you're but right. I mean, it's a yes. little like, mm. But you do have some of these series that do have beginning, middles, and ends. You know, Russian Dolls coming back. That's going to be an entirely new story. But oh, it is yeah. in the comedy yeah. series category because it's still, uh, you know, uh, you know, the same. It's N- Natasha still, and it's still the same series. But why is that not a limited series? But well, let's see what they. I mean, other things don't, are. I wonder if they will try to change to change something. It's an anthology, Mike. But, but, yeah. Like, uh, in all honesty, yeah, now. I do wonder if they will try if they will try to come up with some sort of language or to. Yeah, well, they're like going to they, they have to redefine anthology then because yeah. they, right they, now they, re- if, they really died on that hill. They were like, anthology is going to solve all our problems. <laughs> like they really felt <laughs> like that was going to be it. It was like no. It didn't. Well, TV keeps changing. I mean, the thing is, like, yeah. things are evolving so fast. The Academy cannot catch so up. One and- category, it can be best series, like best film. Then we can have one category, best actor, male or female. I don't care. Why are we gendering? Lead, we could do one for lead, one for supporting, one for guest. Let's just smaller, like fewer categories. And that also solves the problem of the long show and people speaking too long and cutting clip packages, like less stuff, guys. We don't all need a trophy. Yeah. It should be hard to win an Emmy. It's, it's supposed yeah. to be hard. I mean, it does, it does feel hard. I mean, look at the amount of does shows. Does it feel hard? I feel like it's for, hard. Not, for it other hard shows, Ben Ted Lasso and The Crown, yes, because yeah. look at the amount of shows there are that are doing amazing work that True. are not winning, you know? I mean, that's the thing. And yeah, it's, they know they're doing amazing work, so they probably don't feel like they need the Emmy, but at the same time. Well, the funny thing is, it is it is hard to get a primetime Emmy, but when you look at just like especially, you know, the news and doc and, and tech Emmys and engineering Emmys and local Emmys, man, they just give them out left and right. 
And and so that's the irony of like because the Emmy trademark is shared among multiple organizations, Natus yeah. and Addis. Uh, uh, there's this proliferation of that that Emmy trophy. Um, so it's 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 the the hardest is in prime time. The hardest is this this show that we're talking about. Like maybe just go like do a local TV show for you know Channel Seven and pick up your local <laughs> Emmy next year yeah. and be like. I, I got my first step to EGOT. Actually, why yeah. aren't we doing well, that? Well, that? Like, why aren't see, the four and, of us and, doing that? I know. It's a, it's a good true. question. But actually, but that that's what gets some people mad about the EGOT. Like, when people get a Grammy, they get it in a spoken word album, and they're like, that's crap. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you need to sing. <laughs> like, or like 30 Rock made a joke about daytime Emmys not really counting. Mm, and I yeah. was like, but to it, me, it's yeah. like, it's a count. It's an Emmy, like an Oscar is an Oscar. Like, I, it I is, get it. it is. Like, Although I, I will say, because uh, Jazz, you know, the, the Jennifer Hudson winning a daytime Emmy for producing some kids show. It's so <laughs> mess. <laughs> okay. All right, maybe it depends yes. on what the category is. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's technically an EGOT. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Stop. Yeah. We're gonna, we're, yeah until we define it. Listen, I, I think Emmys is in the most uh, interesting place of the four like entities of, of award shows of really trying to cater, but still be entertaining and be accessible. And they're, they, and I appreciate that they've been trying to figure it out the last few years, even though they're changing all the time. They haven't found the answer yet. You have to be very clear about that. <laughs> you haven't found the answer yet. And it's not more nominees. Actually, I'd argue it's less. So you need to go to five or six again and everywhere. Like stop with the sliding scale and then we will be at a place where people can find it. And I do like the top series uh, idea. I also like an episode of the year like kind of thing because. Oh, that's then, hard. No one's going to watch all those episodes. Well, well, I think. I will. That, can I just vote yeah. on it? I'll be the one person to vote. I literally <laughs> have watched know you every watch everything, Danielle. I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like but who else is going to watch every episode? This is the panel. We know you do. So, by the way, uh, to take it out my history book for a second. So, Ooh, in 1965, yes. the TV Academy did exactly that. They decided to just merge all the categories and just have four mega awards. That the entire show was just four awards. And love it was a disaster. I don't care. No. I love it. Everyone love was it. pissed. It I was would love considered the, the biggest. Leading up to it, I would love the anger after it. I would love Wait, all 65? of it. Talk about chaos. Yeah. Is that the Bill Cosby year for Spy? I think he was, no, I think he was 66. I think he's 64, 65, 66. He won three years in a row. Yeah, but I thought it started in 66. Maybe it ended in 66. Oh, maybe you're right. I don't have Google open, but I thought thought 67 was in there somewhere. Oh, because then then I'd be a little more impressed now with that. I'd be like, damn. (laughs) Whoever won won that year, you earned it. Like, you take that and you go. And that's the thing, right? Doesn't it feel a little bit better if you're in that situation, like I beat all of these things again today, I think a lot of people would be like, you didn't watch all of those things. Mm. You didn't really beat them. We've just yeah. heard of you. But yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> then I believe that they actually watched the two shows that existed. I know more shows existed than two. Don't yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so in 65, they, they were calling it the super Emmy. And the idea was, so you had one award for outstanding program achievements in entertainment and you had uh, outstanding individual achievements in entertainment, actors and performers, and then outstanding individual achievements in entertainment, directors 
and outstanding individual achievements in entertainment writers. And, and that was it. So actually they gave, so they gave a couple, they gave a handful of awards in each category. So for program achievements in entertainment that year, they just gave it out to Dick Van Dyke show, Hallmark Hall of Fame, my name is Barbara and something called young people's concerts. So they gave out four in that category. Um, Mike, Mike just disrespecting young people's concerts name hearing about it before, (laughs) but it did, that just sounds like a disaster. But can you imagine <laughs> yeah, doing no. that now? Just like I mean, R E R E R E E issues would be like two pages. No, <laughs> only, like, only yeah. in phase two, phase one, everybody would be still jockeying for all the positions. Yeah. So like it would be, it would be amazing. Yeah, because yeah. everyone's and going after the same award. So it was like it's one Emmy that everyone is going after, which would be amazing. Right, and honestly, then in fa- I don't know what you do in terms of nominations how many you allow in that section. But then in phase two, those people are going really hard for that award too. So I don't think it would change. It would change the categories that I'm writing about, but like, yeah. I don't think that would change that much. They had 14 nominations. So they gave four oh. Emmys out of the 14. Okay. Mm. That so. would change yeah. some things, but yeah. So yeah. Bring back the super Emmys. I even mold on it. Like, mold on like what if they did took the tony method and it was just first season only and you can't then you can't win an emmy again you know like there, there, there's like i don't think that's the answer but there is like something to like let's just let's make it a more even playing field for yeah. everyone so make it maybe just uh the first year i mean that's what uh the, the i don't know how Spirit you do awards first year though in tv because things like the crown you know like there's new actors every every couple yeah. seasons, so I mean, maybe you can't I mean, go Hamilton into drama. Hamilton has new actors too. Once you take that's, over for Lin Manuel, you're true. not winning a Tony. But but you the other open thing, yeah. the other oh, I thought you were gonna say in TV movies, like if they film another version of it and they oh, re-enter. <laughs> I'm sorry, don't give them I, that idea. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I'm just saying, like I don't I don't know if it maybe you can do that in like the series categories, but I do feel like the performance categories should still be open to the new people maybe it's when it's their first year this is just a snippet of probably what the room sounds like talking about this at the end yeah. right yeah. now like it is probably just loud screaming nonsense <laughs> like yeah and someone saying let's make a best popular tv category oh, That's no. what I, oh my god i'd oh. love to be uh, in that room to hear just the ridiculous ideas they they come oh, up with yes and, and yes i agree immediately and, and, shoot and, down. and no input whatsoever from us like just be like, just listen. Yeah. Just listen just, and judge yeah. silently. Yeah. Maybe not so it'll, silently. Yeah. It'll start in creative arts and work its way up to. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we just give Netflix its own award? Let's just like they silo did, them. Us, outstanding Netflix drama. They have drama. their own awards. At TCA, they gave out their own Netflix awards to the press, which was funny. But like in theory, they could just make those same awards for themselves. Yeah. The Netflix award shows coming. Yeah, the answer is not separating streaming and broadcast and cable. By the way, I've heard that before. That's Mike not the has answer said that. That's Mike, no. Mike, have you said that? He, no, well, no, he just I wrote. I wrote me about all the it. time of the Cable Ace Awards, and I'm just like, yes, I I remember. I don't remember fondly, but I remember. Well, I do think maybe broadcast. I do think maybe broadcast does need its own award at this I point. Mean, they, like, yeah, they probably want that <laughs> yeah. more than anyone. I mean, it. it I don't know. I mean, listen, I hear it all the time from writers like there is a slightly different structure and a slightly different skill to writing to an act break for a commercial. I don't think that needs its own award. 
Listen, I I'd be okay with it if that means you have to get rid of genre, like the genre, the limited, all that, and then adopt Danielle's best series idea. So everyone can have their own sub thing, but then there's one top of award that everyone competes for. Then I'd be okay with it. I mean, maybe what you do is like get rid of the the limited distinction, like you're talking about, and just do best new series. Because then all the limited right. shows, anything new, yeah, oh, yeah, best new artist. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, TCA awards do that. Yeah, and yeah. it's something. And and uh, the the Emmys did do that for a couple of years. They had a best new series award, and they scrapped it. And that's that's one that comes up every once in a while of why don't we do that? And they've come close, I think, but haven't committed because part of the problem is then it does mirror too much. Like this year, best new series would have been Ted Lasso, and Ted Lasso won best comedy. So then you well, just that's, repeat well, that's, yourself. I was going to ask that. So if you're nominated for best new series, can you also compete in the in the top? Category? I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to, but they would have because to. Because then that, that would rule. be the distinction. So the, yeah. but then how do you how do you do that? How, Anything first year goes into new, and then second season goes into whatever the category is yes. for the genre. Yeah, yes. we don't we don't do Best. that at TCA, and that's something I've brought up before at TCA, where I'm like, why don't we do that? And I'm not on the board, so nobody listens to me. Hell yeah, um, and, and you know, but, everyone we talked about a, a second season slump and stuff like that. Like you got to yeah, build to that Emmy. Yeah, yeah. Like I I think we cracked. The- so do you do a, <laughs> the code just do you now? Do, no one's gonna listen to this. Like, but do you do listen, a best, but they won't do anything with it. Do you do a best new series and then a best returning comedy and best returning drama? No. No, you just do best new series, and then you have drama, comedy, and that's it. You, well, reality. You, you still, well, you still get get yeah. Well, yeah, you still do reality and all that. Yeah, you all the other Emmy categories are the same, but all the new shows go into the same category again, limiting down to like five, and but they compete there, and, the, and they can't compete elsewhere until season two. I would say maybe you even keep the actors out of the acting categories for their first season. You literally like first season. Nobody would win. agree to that. I mean, but do you, do you put comedy and drama in the best new series category? Or yes. they, yeah. They all compete together. Yeah. That's, that's where like the, the, the idea kind of starts to fall apart because you, you're not going to convince people to do that. No, you're not going to, I mean, people aren't going to like it, but like, again, TCA does it and people just have to suck it up. Yeah, and but granted, we also the TCA allow... award is not at the level of the Emmys. I know that. Don't come for me on that one either. But, but the TCA award still allows first year shows to compete in comedy and drama. So yes, it does. It shouldn't, but it does. And I will just say that until I'm blue in the face. Mm. I really like this idea. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking too. it to the. I'm, I'm taking it to the president. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna knock and say, "Listen, <laughs> we I got the that. answer. We, we just got it." it. Pitched now it. let me ask Mike you Schneider, guys. Mike Schneider signed off on it, so it's done. <laughs> I, I have some concerns, but um, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you all say, like, on balance, I mean, we we sort of nitpick, obviously, that's what we're paid to do, uh, the the Emmys, but nonetheless, I do feel like the, the Emmys generally gets it more right more often than the Oscars or the Grammys. I mean, definitely, the Grammys is a hot mess. Grammys, like, yeah, rarely gets it right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but still gets it right more often than the Oscars. So yeah, of the I, major, I, I, I will, and else, and that that was the the conundrum from this from this past Emmys. I think out of the twelve acting, like nine were amazing. So when we stepped into Emmy So White, like it, it was a hard thing to balance because you were like, 
I like Julianne Nicholson is amazing. Like I get, I all, Kate Winslet is incredible. I get all that. It's just the way everything gets dealt out. And then the way it presented itself when we were down the line, then it was like, well, damn, <laughs> like, yeah. well, hot damn. Cause like, I'm telling you, uh, the, it was all, it's Tobias Menzies fault. I'm telling you, it's his <laughs> right. fault. Totally. <laughs> like if I tell you, if Michael K had won that, I think people would have like not said anything. I think people would have just like, yeah. whatever. Well, it would have been, I mean, it would have been historic when, and it was, and also Michaela did win and yeah. And it just looked, the aesthetics just looks different, you know, like, cause no one, can, no one can argue with Hannah Waddingham. No one can argue with Brett Goldstein. Like it was like, yeah, those were, he was in it. The other thing I will say, I'm, I'm sure people have talked about this already, um, on our website, but like the, what made it more glaring to me is the amount of people of color they had presenting, which I'm not saying don't invite them to do that. You absolutely need to invite them to do that. But it looked like they were the servers. Like it looked like they yeah. were this wait staff mm-hmm. at this party that they weren't invited to yeah. like celebrate at. And I was like, that is maybe not something that I'm, it was definitely not intentional. And it's not something that I think they, a lot of people even really thought about, but it's something that I thought about as the night yeah. went on. And I was like, Oh, that's I'm not, I don't love that. Can I, yeah. can, I also, can I just end with this? Like I'll never be able to prove it. I don't know if this is true. So let me say this, this is not, I don't know this, but I have in my heart of hearts, I believe Kerry Washington looked at the envelope before she walked. I hope she did because she needed I th- to like, I feel like she had get to get ready to like deliver it professionally, no matter yeah. what happened. I, I feel like she looked, she had yeah. to. Like yeah. it just, or like, she listen. She is also just a really good actor, and she can keep her emotions in check. I mean, so. sure, yeah. I, but I feel like she, like she was like, I don't know if he's gonna like, and yeah. if, if, to be terrible. Like, imagine like if she hadn't said all that. Tobias wins, and we're off the stage. That would have been awful. So she got to have that moment for Michael. And I feel like she, if if because his nephew was there, yeah, and he would have accepted. Then she probably wouldn't have said anything if she knew it was Michael. She just would have went into it, said or said something quick, and then let the, the nephew say everything. So, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that moment. But yeah, there, there are aesthetics was, to that, Danielle. There, yeah. There's there's merit to what you're saying. Let's see what shows they watch next year. <laughs> yeah. Any other any other sort of su- surprises? Uh, we kind of hit them all, I think. Jason Sudeikis saying Lawrence taking a dump was pretty funny. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Uh, uh, I was bummed funny. he was not wearing a fancy hoodie, but that was just I me. Know. I thought he should have just done it. That? Like, just do yeah. it. Like, no one's going to stop like, you. You're going to win like, anyway. Give, give the people what they want. <laughs> you know what we're looking for. You and there's no way he was suit. comfortable in that velvet suit, no. in that sweaty tent no. all night. No. no. So. No yeah. Hannah Waddingham, by the way, beautiful. Just gorgeous yeah. woman. Yeah. Like, gorgeous like yeah. I, thought, I, I thought she was like a, like of everyone like dress wise I, I was like most taken by her in the night kate winslet blew me away yeah they're they're both great but yeah hannah like she owns the the room where whatever you see her just uh, part of it's because she's so tall but uh yeah. mike you said she's like six two six three right like no, she's like, not not that tall, but she's. Uh, Joe, okay, I bet Joe Otterson in person, Danielle. Oh yeah, he's big, very tall. A, he's a he's a big tall yeah. tree, and <laughs> and then they were like, oh, he's like Joe's height. I was like, I'm never gonna. Well, stand you know, next to her. I, she, she she with heels on. <laughs> yeah, most of the time say, I think she's when we talked about that. Yeah, when I see her with, because uh, most of the time when you see her, it's at an event where she's wearing heels, and she's like. Yeah, about Joe Otterson height. At that yeah. point. But Joe, you got to also figure Joe's got the hair. Like he's got a little extra volume, which adds to it. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah, to no. know. I won't be standing next to her or Joe anytime <laughs> soon. 
I do feel like the opening uh, definitely was was uh, spoke to me. Uh, you know, doing a little Bismarcky, little uh, just just a friend. So I I did enjoy that. That was a strong open. Um, Rita Wilson. Billy <laughs> Porter was right there. Like literally right there. And he is holding a microphone. And I was like, oh, she's going to pass it off. No, she's not. Oh, she's going to. No. Okay. That's we see yeah. where Chet gets it from. Uh, <laughs> but I think so that's where the comedy. Talent. I don't mean yeah. the other nonsense. She yeah, seems I, I, I think I, I assume she's vaxxed. I mean, she was the first to get the, the COVID. It was her and Tom who, uh, you know, like uh, gave it to all of us. Right. Is that how that worked? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks was patient zero. Right, right. I just saw him. I just saw him yesterday at the museum, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, gonna say. zero. Danielle, my heart sank with you when it was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't dislike the opening, although I did have questions about if his estate okayed it because of the changing the lyrics and whatnot, and it was, I don't know, um, but. Yeah, that that one moment threw me very, very far across the room and just kind of like set the bar for the rest of the night, I think, for me. I was like, okay, this is going to be a little weird, and I'm just going to sit back. Well, yeah, we, uh, I, by the way, I've not even gone back to look at my picks. I'm too afraid to see how poorly I did because I clearly oh, was, I, I was, I was just overly optimistic that things would be a little more mixed up, you know, going to the heart of just like not like thinking about the the straight ticket, which now is going to have to play a part in our predictions going forward, is that's that straight ticket notion. Um, so I've already just made all my succession choices for next year. It's just like okay, I've already uh, <laughs> they're winning yeah, every category. I, it's really it's, just going to come down to who switches categories. You're going to pick the wrong one though, because I picked Brian Cox to win that well, that year. Jeremy last year. Jeremy did you pick Jeremy? I, I, if Jeremy I remember Trump. correctly, I did. Oh, I, I, I did like a whole big interview with him um, in phase two. And after I did the interview, I was like, he's winning. And I don't know why I felt that way. Well, I not all of us did. get to interview Jeremy Strong, Danielle. We don't know that. If we don't have that I mean, inside information. Like, did you work here? You did. I was working you here. Were, Thank I, you very I, was much. Like, honestly, I like, time, just got here. Time is like <laughs> non-existent to me, so I don't remember. But we can, we can talk when succession returns and... We can certainly spread it around next year. Um, but, but yeah, I just, I remember like this year, I just, I, I don't know. I had it in my head of like, all right, last year they went pretty much straight tickets. Should, should I vote that way again for Mike's um, story? And then I was like, no, there's some people that are still front runners that I think are really strong that I also secretly hope get it. So let's just put that down. Yeah. And I, yeah. Don't, yeah. I don't understand That's the assignment, I... apparently. So Oh, no, we, 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 we put it into the world. We were trying to put it into the world, you know. I, and there was a moment where I really thought, you know, there would be an MJ and Billy right, duo. And, and, yeah, and, and, and Robin Thede. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's, it's, this is the fun of it is, you know, we... Predicting we, is we, fun. Yeah. You're yeah. going to be... You know, you're gonna get you have some right, you have some wrong. I was going to say, I had faith after the Creative Arts Emmys, and then I switched a lot of my predictions based on that. I was like, oh, you guys give me faith, and I'm going to put this into the world. And then, yeah, the I scored terribly, and I followed my heart as opposed to the brain, the logic that we, we always talk about. Not going to do that next year. Yeah, I have learned not to have a conversation with Mike Schneider before <laughs> or after you make your picks. <laughs> And then you have a conversation with them that makes you second guess things. So for a good half of the entire Emmy season, I had Olivia Coleman. I had her. She was right there. Mm. 
all like, and then I was like, uh, I guess Emma. And then that was it. And I was the only one on gold derby that had Brett Goldstein for a good long while. And I was like, uh, Keenan. And it's cause I had a conversation. Yeah, with don't, don't, don't listen to me. Apparently don't, I did much better don't. at SAGs, but I did not do well here. And, and yeah, I think part of it is because maybe I was too personally invested, you know, the uh, Keenan after my Keenan cover, it was like, okay, I've just got to will yeah. Keenan into the I world. Mean, it, and it, it, it did, seems it like, did feel like it was going to, yeah, it was a good call. Cause Keenan, like I always felt good that it wasn't Bowen. I always feel like it was Keenan or Brett. Yeah. I mean, Bowen came out and was like, don't give this to me. I don't want to give it to Keenan. So like at that point I was like, I feel like it's going to go to Keenan, especially because that's stirring up more discussion, but you know, Ted Lasso still streaming. So that is also <laughs> still, still stirring up discussion. Watch out for SNL and Peacock in a few years, and then we'll get right back. Yeah. To it. The first four episodes <laughs> of the new season going to live stream on Peacock. That's a big deal. Um, well, uh, real quick, I will give a shout out to my wife, Maria, who was the one who told me, like, A, because uh, I took her to the uh, performers nominations uh, event at the TV Academy last week. She's like, I think Brett Goldstein's going to win. I should have listened to her. Uh, when we were talking about the best actress in a drama category, I was like, I think it's down to either Emma or MJ. And she's like, what about, I think it's Olivia Coleman." So what I'm saying is I am uh, giving up this gig and passing it over to my wife. <laughs> so so you'll be talking Maria to Schneider on this podcast. You'll be talking to her next season. So yeah. God. Jen was the same. Jen was like Queen's Gambit. She was like, what you know so yeah we should just step aside and let right the other <laughs> yeah. half just come See, in and take I, over I, i'm really i'm really good about i, I didn't pick queen's gambit because i said if i picked queen's gambit i would have had to take anya and i and i would have ended up not getting wins right it's just trade off there's some things you think are packaged and then some things you're like oh yeah i guess it's not it's, yeah scott frank is just gonna win directing and series and that's it for the night and no, no, not next year <laughs> <laughs> but it's I, I, a while to get nominated again yeah yeah i, I think people are gonna second guess uh do we want to sit through another speech um yeah actually in hindsight i saw someone tweet out they were like oh my god i, I don't think i've ever been as happy that he didn't win for out of sight at the oscars because that would have been a really terrible day you know because it's actually a really great movie but yeah it, it is what it is but I was glad is. to have gone through the season with all of you guys. My first full Emmy season with you guys. And it was fun. Yeah, this was Don't a lot worry, of fun. The next one will be here in just a few months. So get ready. <laughs> we are going to be right back here. We have we have SAG, SAG uh, nominations yeah. to predict. SAG, yeah. Critics' Choice. Critics' Choice. And maybe Golden Globes? Question mark? Mm. <laughs> 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 I, I think we're going to have to predict something. At the very least, they're going to do a uh, a press release. If not, I bet I think it'll be reminiscent to the beginning of Danielle's uh, journalism career that you were speaking about during the strike. That's what I think it's going to look like. Yeah, I don't think they're going to stay silent. I I I can't yeah. imagine. But I think there's also you know there's different ways of writing about that. That's not what we used to do, where we're like treating them as big as some of these others when we know there are problems they haven't fixed. Film independent will be fun to cover though this year because they're earlier and yeah. be a little and they have cool. they have TV awards too. So yeah. Mike, you lived up you lived up to that perfect SAG thing and now like that's the bar. You have to live up to it every time. That's that's yeah, that's that's kind of why I just went nuts with Emmys. I'm like, screw it, I'm just gonna get this wrong. But I'm gonna be happy with my picks, even if uh, the Academy doesn't follow through. Yeah. So well Justice uh, Robin Thede. 
Clayton, uh, good luck with uh, and Jazz. Good luck with Oscar season. Um, you're going to be right here with us. Stop acting like right. you're going exactly. somewhere. <laughs> I will talk to you next week. <laughs> Every week. That's Danielle right. That's will be right. Here too. Once in a while, we're going to just throw her into. Oh, the mix. in this, oh, on yeah. this podcast, talking about movies I haven't seen. Sure, why not? <laughs> Can't wait to talk to you about Belfast. It's going to be great. <laughs> I would love somebody to just recap all the movies for me, and then I can make my picks. Based on the recaps, which is, again, how I feel some people vote anyway. You'll probably do just as mm-hmm. well, if not better than most of us. So yeah. that's what, Knowledge is irrelevant here. <laughs> I think that's a perfect way to end it. Knowledge is irrelevant here. That is the <laughs> yep. slogan of the Award Circuit podcast. Thank you so much, Jazz, Danielle, and Clayton. Peace out. Get some sleep. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Drew Griffith edited this episode, and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find predictions and key races now for the Oscars, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Clayton Davis, Daniel Terciano, and Jazz Tanke, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.